The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. to another episode of the Z-Ball Podcast, recording this on a late afternoon Saturday, about 18 hours away from the start of the 2022 NBA Eastern Conference semifinals, and uh, the Western Conference semifinals starting tomorrow as well. All the first round matchups have been determined, or have been completed, and now all the semifinal matchups are determined. So joining me once again to discuss all of this, all the series matchups for the semifinals, we got Jay from San Diego. What up, Jay? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing well. Uh, no Game 7s in the first round, but uh, nonetheless, some exciting series, uh, some surprising results, and some... Uh, a good series, but looking forward now to the second round. We'll start in the Eastern Conference uh, for the semifinals. So the first series we got starting tomorrow on Sunday is Boston versus Milwaukee. Boston is the two seed, so they got the home court advantage. Uh, Chris Middleton is out most likely for the entire series. And Boston coming off, obviously, that sweep uh, over Brooklyn. Very impressive. Uh, props to them. And shout out to Akshay, big Celtics fan for, for his Celtics. Uh, great uh, sweep of uh, Brooklyn. But what, what do you think about this series, Boston and Milwaukee in the semifinals rematch from 2019? Oh, man, uh, I think it interesting series. You know, um, Boston's been the hottest team since All-Star break. Um, Jason Tatum. I never knew he was, like, this two-way player, honestly. Like, locking down KD, I think he showed me a stat. Uh, Jay Brown was there. I mean, it was just a great defensive team. I thought Nets would give him more problems, then, especially after game one. But, uh, you know, with Jason Tatum, they're really uh, peaking at the right moment. And with Chris Middleton now, it's, it just seems like it's it might be their time, especially with home court as well. Um, I picked my bracket was Milwaukee going to the finals, but, you know, injuries happen. Um, I'm less confident, obviously, with Middleton now. Um, but, hey, you can't count championship experience. Uh, you can never count that out, in my opinion. Experience is so vital in the NBA. And... You know, I don't think they really have an answer to Giannis, but can Giannis really carry him to the, uh, a seven-game series without Middleton? I didn't know even Middleton was out for the series, you said? Yeah, he's most likely out for the series. He's still dealing with that sprained MCL. Dang, that's, uh, you know, injuries are part of the game. Phoenix knows that from last year for sure. Uh, they went through pretty much every team without, uh, with a significant injury, but... I think this might be. I originally picked uh, Milwaukee in six, but with I have to change that now since uh, Middleton is going to be out. Uh, Boston is peaking. They must have a, their confidence must be sky high just because they shut down KD. I think Kyrie, with the exception of Game One, was pretty 
average, I would say. Yeah, Kyrie was uh, ex- exceptional game one and then uh, very average. So I, I think that's something that we kind of discussed last time. That Kyrie, like, obviously throughout the entire season, he was playing ho- uh, road games, not home games. So he would get he was getting a lot of rest, right? So he was kind of good when he was playing. But when he had to play like a like a five games or four games and like eight nights, something like that. It, he just kind of went back to being somewhat average. So that's kind of what we saw in games two to four against, uh, against, against Boston. But yeah, another, I mean, it's just, I, I mean, Brooklyn, just a big mess. I mean, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I mean, this series uh, obviously was looking to be, a great series, but and probably the best series of round two. But with Middleton out, I, I don't, who knows what's going to happen? Just because he's very vital for them uh, from a perimeter standpoint, and I think Drew Holiday, I think can fill in a little bit, but he's more kind of the defensive, and and then they're going to need uh, what uh, Grayson Allen and Connaughton to continue their good shooting, just because I think they're going to have to be able to spread the floor and uh, give Giannis some driving lanes and not make their offense so predictable with Giannis driving to the basket. Yeah, you know, um, what was that one person that you saw on the Celtics that was out for, I guess he was a pretty uh, pretty good defender down low? Yeah, uh, so his, uh, his nickname is Time Lord. His name is Robert Williams. He, he returned during the Brooklyn series. I think he returned during game three. So I think that's going to be a very important matchup in this series, how he kind of uh, protects the rim. and Because I think Giannis can get by Brown or Smart or uh, Tatum or whatever at the perimeter. But as far as like the back end, the rim protection, he's uh, proven to be really good, Robert Williams. And that's going to be the, the most vital matchup, in my opinion, of this series, how he can protect the rim versus... Giannis is uh, dominating uh, rim attacks and stuff, and h- how um, effective he is in the paint and with his paint touches. And also with Middleton now, though, where is Bucks going to get that twenty to twenty-five points a game? You know, I think that'll be tough. Um, that second star to kick on the really the pressure out of Giannis a little bit, but you know, Boston is peaking. Um, they shut down K- uh, Kyrie and KD. I mean, they're I was surprised KD really didn't have a, like a standout game. Yeah, I think that's the kind of the like the one series I've seen KD like be like completely shut shut down, you know, in his career. So yeah, that was interesting. Honestly, seeing that um, didn't think so, but I thought you know he will bounce back after game one, but he never really had a bounce back game after that. He got swept. It was yeah. close games, though, honestly. Yeah, they were, they they were pretty, pretty close games. I mean, one in t- games one and two, I think Brooklyn should have won both of those games if just watching those. and then Exactly. I, I was telling you just after uh, game one, it was that close. My assumption would be Kyrie or KD can close it out, but that just never happened, honestly. Yeah, I mean, KD, other than game four, I mean, game four, he, I think he played pretty good, but it was just too late at that at that point and then even him playing that that well it still didn't really matter with the way Boston was playing uh, defensively and holding them down 
So exactly. I don't know. With this series, with Middleton now for the rest, I. I mean, I, I'll probably put Boston in six, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, Milwaukee was I was very high in Milwaukee, but yeah, Middleton, like I said, is a very vital to them from like a perimeter standpoint, and then like those late game pressure situations, right? Like we've we've seen even like throughout the history, like you can't always get to the rim, and even like powerful guys like LeBron and stuff like that, you can't always get to the rim. You're gonna have to eventually knock down some sort of. Uh, tough jump shot in traffic and stuff and then I think Boston has more of those guys right in the series especially with Milton being out so, so you have Smart who can make a play I think Smart we always we obviously knew how good he was defensively before but now I think he's really elevated to kind of being somewhat of a true point guard and being kind of controlling the flow and the tempo of the game and actually uh, his playmaking has improved uh a good amount as well so I think that's uh, kind of another guy down the stretch for Boston to go along with Tatum and Brown to include to kind of hit some kind of a pressure big shot so I'm gonna agree with you with Boston but I think it's gonna be a seven game series I think Giannis at will can pretty much get versus any team can get like 35 and 13 so I I'm oh, yeah. I'm gonna expect sure. him to have a wonderful series. I mean, uh, I I kind of heard this from Bill Simmons yesterday. He was kind of saying it could be kind of like uh, Cleveland versus Orlando in two thousand nine, where I think LeBron averaged like thirty nine and like and like nine assists and nine rebounds, but the Magic ended up winning in six games. So oh yeah, was that the game that LeBron hit that game winner three? Yeah, that was that game too. Yeah, yeah okay. where he hit the he hit the buzzer beater. Yeah, that series. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, that makes you feel a little old, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say Boston without with Middleton being uh, limited for most of the series and being out. So we'll both agree on Boston. You got him in six. I got him in seven. Uh, it should be a fun series, nonetheless. Uh, but we'll move on to. Uh, the second series, the second conference semifinal series in the Eastern Conference. It's uh, the one seed Miami Heat who beat Atlanta in five games, taking on the Philadelphia 76ers who beat Toronto in six games. And this series is clouded by another injury to Joel Embiid, who suffered an orbital fracture in the game six win over Toronto. They were up by 29 points when he suffered that injury. And he his timetable, there's not really a timetable. It just said he's out indefinitely. So I'm going to expect him to miss at least the first two games in this series. So what do you think for this series, with or without Embiid? You know, I, I never thought Sixers were really a legitimate team, honestly. James Harden is surprisingly, like, just really a shell of himself. Like, he's just a really average or below average play from what he was once before, but uh, Miami's good defensively. Is I'm not sure is Kyle Lowry back? I know he had a little hamstring thing. You know if he's going to be back? Yeah, I mean I, I think he has that injury. I don't know if he's going to play. Or, I mean right away, but he's. I think he's still limited. But I think I mean I think game one is Monday. I think he should be ready. But uh, who knows? I mean 
Yeah, I don't really think they need him, honestly, to, to win this series. Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I, I feel like Jimmy Butler sitting out that last uh, game five was, they say it was anything, but I feel like it was just for rest. Honestly, just to rest them, and they still won. Yeah. If it was a must game, like, uh, you know, if you need to win, Jimmy Butler was going to be out. Jimmy Buckets, man. I think he was going to be out there regardless. Um, but I think they were just kind of resting them, and they still won. But and with the way James Harden is playing, it's just no. Nah. And with Joel and beat out as well, uh, if you say especially the first two games at least, I, I see Miami wrapping this up real quick. I'll say Miami 5. I would think so because he he has that orbital fracture and bead, and then he also has that that thumb injury too. But I mean, obviously the orbital fracture, and he got like a concussion as well in that orbital fracture when he sustained that injury. I think that's kind of like, I mean, I don't expect him to just have like a quick turnaround and just be ready to go on Monday. So I mean, I think game one for sure, right? And then. I mean, possibly even, I would say game two as well. So, I mean, hopefully he can come back and we can kind of see them at full strength. But, I mean, like you said, I, I, I'm definitely going Miami either way, I think. But with him being limited and missing some games, I'm going to say five games. I, it looks to me like another gentleman sweep for Miami. And I just think they have so much depth. I mean, even without um, Jimmy Butler and... Kyle Lowry is on Game Five versus Atlanta. They have other guys that can step in, like Duncan Robinson, Hero, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Oladipo stepped in and played really well too in that game. So he could I be. I totally forgot about Oladipo on this year. <laughs> yeah, he could be somewhat of an X factor for Miami in the Eastern Conference and and hopes oh, yeah, to get for, sure. uh, for a title run. I mean, if he can be, because I mean, when he went when he went down, kind of with his injuries, I'm. Uh, Back in Indiana, in I think LeBron's last year in in Cleveland, uh, he they went I mean toe to toe. They went to seven games with Cleveland that time, and that was even a close game seven that Cleveland ended up winning. So I, I think, think yeah, Miami either way on. Yeah. So even with or without Joel and beat, it just makes it a little more exciting. Yeah, you know, I think I think you'll get one like Maxi or Harden game from Philly. And then Embiid, I mean, if he plays, I mean, we'll always play well. But, I mean, without him, I mean, I mean, who's going to really play? I mean, without him, they have to definitely go small, right? I would imagine. I mean, exactly. they have um, to have Thibault at center and then Tobias Harris, obviously, Maxi Harden, and then whatever the fifth guy is. It could be Cork Maz or Danny Green or whoever, right? Set, it's going to be big changes for sure. Sixers are off to anyway, get, get that... Uh... What, what did TNT say? Is get that fishing pole ready? <laughs> oh, fishing, you're going fishing, man. Uh, you know, I just don't believe in James Harden anymore. It's, yeah, I'm shocked how much he's dropped off since they cut down his free throws. Like, he's just yeah. not the player I mean, he once was. Offensively, like, scoring-wise, I mean, he can't really, like, like, do much, and his athleticism is not really there as it once was, but... I think we saw the last game. I mean, he can still like play make and stuff. So I mean, he he actually played pretty well in the in the closeout game versus uh, versus Surprisingly, Toronto. I honestly thought Sixers was going to lose it, and Doc Rivers again. You know, he kind of got a little unhinged and just mentioned all these past series and stuff. But like, what you show me? Yeah, but I thought honestly Toronto might push it to seven. 
Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Toronto at least pushed it to seven. So, but I guess for the sake of Doc Rivers and James Harden, uh, at least let's let's be glad that for them, for their sakes, it it didn't happen that way, and they were able to close it out because that would have been By really, the way, really bad. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw, but on uh, first take, Stephen A. was uh, kind of saying that James Harden is purposely not playing well to get Doc Rivers fired. I don't buy that, honestly. I think James Harden just dropped significantly. Have you heard that from him? I haven't heard that specific. I've heard uh, Stephen A. talking about Kyrie Irving. So, but but I I haven't heard that take. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean... Doc Rivers, I mean, I don't know. I mean, James Harden just came in, and then this is, what, Doc Rivers' second season in Philly. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't I don't really – I would probably agree with you. I don't buy that. And I would kind of think that James Harden at this point, I mean, is the second fiddle. Embiid is the, the face of that franchise, the best player. And oh, for sure, no doubt about that. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him contract-wise uh, coming up this off-season. And same thing with with Kyrie as well. I mean, are you really going to be going to be throwing big max numbers out at both of these guys? And they're both really like unreliable in their own ways, right? I mean, Kyrie is aloof, uh, really fucking weird the way he thinks, right? About <laughs> yeah. like different to say, different to say it, uh, ideologies and stuff. That, but yeah. Right? And then Harden, I mean, is really fucking weird in his own way, right? I mean, sometimes he's more about going to strip clubs and partying than <laughs> going to practice, right? So, Exactly. And uh, I'm not sure if you ever also saw this. Kobe said once, the late great Kobe said, uh, they were, James, the way James Harden plays, they were never going to win championship around him. I'm not sure if you ever saw that, but Kobe, Kobe said that about him. Oh, I mean, I mean, I never really heard that, but I mean, like I've always said, I've always been on record, right? Like saying that there oh, seems yeah. to be some sort of fraudulent vibe with him when it comes oh, to yeah, sure. like getting through a full season and like getting through like big games. But like, I mean, this is kind of a little off topic, but this is like a question. Like, I mean, James Harden career ended maybe like end of this season or next season, right? Would you consider him as a to be a greater all time player than Dwayne Wade? James Harden? Yeah. No. No. Okay. No Hands down, no. Hands down, no way. Dwayne Wade led led the team to championship as the man. <laughs> James Harden has been known to falter during the playoffs. Not Dwayne Wade. Not D Wade. No way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I'd probably slightly go with D Wade still, but I think Harden has. I mean, like he has like all the all NBA stuff. He has the MVP, right? And he just the only thing I guess really missing for him, and I guess for another guy uh, that we'll be discussing in a little bit, Chris Paul, is that just that like uh, the championship, right? But yeah, I think it, it goes back to what you say. Harden just seems like a fraudulent like superstar, you know. Mm-hmm. He's getting the foul calls, sure. Like, yeah, he's dropping like significant stuff. But uh, D Wade was special, honestly, compared to Harden. Uh, D Wade all day. Yeah, all I mean, day. I think D Wade significantly has like the edge defensively, and but I mean, Harden, I think, is a lot more durable. We've seen the last eleven years. I mean, that might not be the case going forward. But it's I think it's really close, but it's probably a slight edge to Dwayne Wade. If Wade was more durable, I think it would have been for sure Wade. But 
I don't know if it's that definitive just because of Wade's durability through his career. And True. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah I, then, then LeBron, I mean, LeBron, getting to LeBron, he's, he just became the first player ever to go 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. And I was kind of just going through it, right? Like, who are the other guys that can possibly get to those numbers? And the two guys that I think I saw were Westbrook and Harden. So, <laughs> oh, man, wow, really? Yeah, that is interesting. Man. Yeah. Wow, that's is I didn't even really know that. But t- today's game is different than it was, say, back in like early two thousand. You know, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Drop. It's an easier scoring game now, as you and I both know. But yeah, it's just interesting. Like those guys, those were the two guys that came up just because. You have they have like the rebounding and assist numbers too, and then they score a lot too. Like they both won scoring titles, I believe, before Harden and Westbrook. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it is very interesting. But yeah, alrighty. So I, I think we both think uh, Miami in a pretty quick series, another gentleman sweep for them. So we'll agree on that, and let's move let's move into the Western Conference series. Uh, first one one we got starting tomorrow Sunday is. Uh, Golden State versus Memphis. Memphis is the two seed. Uh, they came off a 4-2 series win over uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves still haven't won a playoff series since 2004. And I believe that's Memphis's first series win since maybe 2013 or 2014 maybe. So, And then, yeah, Golden State, that's their first series win since 2019. So... What do you see in this series? Golden State really humming offensively in the last series versus Denver, beating them in five games. And we saw the emergence of, of Jordan Poole and then Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Steph Curry was off the bench the whole series, but didn't miss a beat. So what do you see uh, moving into this series? You know, props to Memphis. They, to me, they, those, all those games could have gone by. Freaking Minnesota drops two uh, twenty point leads in one game, and I think the last game they were up like yeah, Minnesota ten. Minnesota plus. had a ten point lead in three different fourth quarters, and they lost <laughs> all three of those games, I believe. And then I think throughout the entire fourth quarter, through in fourth quarters throughout the entire series, they were outscored by sixty two points. So yeah, I I mean, was it you chalk it up to bad coaching or just a young team in general? Um, but I mean. Minnesota could have won that series. But yeah, I mean, to Memphis. Sure. I mean, both teams both teams are super young, right? Memphis and uh, Minnesota. I think yeah. really the only guys that had experience were Pat Beverly and Steven Adams, right? And those guys were like <laughs> yeah. bona fide role guys in both teams. And then for Memphis, exactly. they kind of remind me a little bit of the 2019 Denver Nuggets team. So like kind of that first like playoff run. I mean, they're like mm-hmm. a 2-3 yeah. seed. Yeah. Like really... Good explosive players and, and Murray and Morant and then you know, good obviously big guy and Jokic that's like the difference between Denver but Memphis has the big guys but then they kind of having that first round series go longer than it really should have so oh yeah for sure um, again I always experience is so important in the NBA. Uh, is, I don't think it's like any other sport. Like it's really you have to pay your dues, I, I guess, so to speak. But I like Golden State. They're peaking, honestly. Uh, Clay is kind of being back to himself, even let's say seventy percent to what he was once was. But you got Jordan Peele, 
Jordan Poole emerging. Curry was off the bench the whole series. Even though he's going to start minutes, though. He was ending the game. Yeah. But uh, Draymond's back as well. So, you know, I think Golden State to go to the finals. And I say Golden State in six in this one for sure. Um, experience triumphs all, I think, in my opinion. And, you know, Memphis kind of squeaked by uh, Minnesota. If Minnesota may want to protect the freaking lead, they would have probably played Golden State, which Golden State will won anyway, I think, in my opinion. But I say Golden State in six. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna definitely take Golden State. Like I mentioned last last time we spoke, Golden State's literally their core is literally seen every type of playoff uh, situation in the, in the last like six seven years that they had their dynasty run. So they're not gonna be phased by anything. And this is uh, for Memphis. It's gonna be a lot harder to I think play against the Golden State team who's gonna be much more uh, experience in these types of situations, late-game situations, and being able to execute, make the right play, make the right pass. And I think it's just, it's just going to be much tougher. And then defensively as well, I think that's really where they made their bread and butter, Golden State, in those during those Ted runs. Obviously, we know how explosive they are offensively and how they can get on a, on a bender, uh, a heater shooting-wise with, uh, with all their great shooters. But I think uh, let's see, like ultimately, if their role guys that is sustainable throughout the playoffs. Uh, but in this series, for sure, I think do, it doesn't matter what their role guys do. Steph is gonna do his thing. Draymond is gonna play, make, defend, do his thing. Play. They're gonna have the small ball lineup with Draymond, Wiggins, Steph, Poole, and Clay Thompson. So I think that's gonna be pose a lot of issues and a lot of uh, problems for Memphis young team and it's going to be a lot of trouble for them but I think they'll win a couple games but ultimately Golden State will be too much and they'll win in six already so yeah I agree with that one yeah so let's move on yeah to the second uh, Western Conference semifinal series you got the number one seed Phoenix Suns taking on the number four seed Dallas Mavericks. So the Phoenix Suns uh, beat the New Orleans Pelicans in six games. They had an injury to Devin Booker during the series. He came back for the last game, and they were able to close out the Pelicans. Shout out to the Pelicans for making that a much more interesting series than it should have been. And then other side, we got Dallas, who beat uh, Utah in six games. And they missed uh, Luca for I think three games of the series, but were able to have a two-one lead when Luca came back, and then they were able to win two of the next three after he came back and closed the series out in six. So it's their first series win since 2011 when they won the title. So what are your initial thoughts on this series, and which way are you leaning? Oh, definitely leaning towards Phoenix, which I really get the experience once again. Uh, Lucas still coming back. Uh, you know, that's just how round one went. I thought it was more, much more interesting just because of the injuries that happened. Milton down, Luca, yeah. and all those things happened. But yeah, Luca missed three games. Yeah, so. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, I think Phoenix just has too much depth. Uh, I can see, oh, I mean, you never know about Luca, man. That guy can ball, honestly. That was a pretty crazy ending for that game six. 
against Utah. I thought Utah would take it just because Luka was out, but they couldn't take advantage, really. Yeah. Uh, they had their chances, their opportunities, but I, I like Phoenix in the... F- I say six ones, yeah. I can't go- see it going seven for this one. With a okay. healthy, let's say, let's say healthy Booker. Healthy-ish. All right, yeah. Booker was a little sluggish when he came back in Game 6 versus New Orleans. Obviously, he'll have a few more days to get ready to start on uh, Monday night. But, yeah, I think Dallas, uh, we've seen how good they are defensively. I mean, how much they've improved defensively and how much uh, the role guys have really emerged, Like especially Jalen Brunson. He's kind of like one of those guys in the same vein as uh, Maxi and Jordan Poole. And like Tyler Hero, kind of like the the guys who have like emerged as like not like the main like superstar guys, but guys who have potential to kind of be up there in a few like three years or so, kind of be moving towards a bona fide superstar. And I think he's really vital for Dallas. I mean, he's able to take the, the load off Luca, and he had an excellent series versus uh, Utah. And I think just some of their other role guys who, who can shoot, like Finney Smith and Kleber and then uh, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, there's another guy. And then So I think at Dallas is much improved defensively, but Phoenix, uh, like you said, the continuity is there. Uh, they have a lot of depth, uh, a lot of continuity, uh, good, very good defensively, disciplined. And how about Chris Paul for, going 14 for 14 in that clinching game? So that was very like masterpiece to see uh, in Game Six versus New Orleans. Him have a performance like that after a bad uh, Game Five. So, but I think yeah, I think he expended himself a little too much. I think versus New Orleans more than he should have, and I think ultimately we've seen with his career that's that can kind of be a problem. So hopefully it's not uh, this playoffs for Phoenix, but. I think this is going to be a really good series. I think Luka usually extends series uh, more than other opposing teams really wanted to go. Like, And we've seen that with the last, last the two previous seasons with the Clippers. And I, a lot of people are saying this might be like a Luka type, making a, a LeBron type 2007 run. I don't see that, but maybe. I mean, I can kind of see it, but I, I don't see that happening for certain. But I, I think Phoenix, just too much depth uh, with Mikal Bridges, Aiton, all those guys, Crowder, they all know their roles. Uh, they're all stars in their roles, and I think they're going to win this game, this series, excuse me, in seven games just because of how, how well I think Luka is going to play. And I, I don't think they're really going to have an answer for Luka. I mean, even they have one of the top defensive player of the year candidates in uh, – Mikhail Bridges, he finished, I think, top three in the, in the voting, or I think top two, actually. But even we, we were able to see that Paul George and Kawhi in the previous season were, weren't really able to st- slow him down and stop Luka. So I think he's going to, just like Giannis, I think he's going to have be able to put up his 38-8 pretty easily for him. And But it's not going to be enough just because of the overall uh, strength and overall depth that Phoenix has and that experience and they're looking to get back to the finals and hopefully make another run so Phoenix in seven so we'll agree with Phoenix but we'll you got them in six I got them in seven so 
should be a fun series and it should be a fun uh, conference semifinals round. So I guess with that, uh, I'll wrap it up for the conference semifinals preview. Do you have anything else to add before we sign off for the day? No, it should be a good round twos, um, with the exception of the Miami and Philly game uh, series. I think it'll be pretty, hopefully, pretty close games going the distance, I hope. Yeah. I think exciting. Alrighty, then thank you so much for coming on, Jay. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the round two matchups, and we'll be back in a few weeks to discuss the conference finals matchups.